Welcome or welcome back to Prophetic Prayer Podcast. This is Kendra, your host, and today is January 20th, and we turn to Genesis in the Old Testament. And Pharaoh has just let Joseph out of prison to translate his dream for him. And it was interesting because when I was reading this, and I was reading what the Pharaoh's dream was, instantly I knew that it was talking about that a famine was coming. And so the Pharaoh gave Joseph his dream, which was he saw seven really healthy, plumped, fat cows coming out of the Nile, and then seven very thin, weak cows coming out. As Joseph told him what his dream meant, the Pharaoh put all of his trust back into him, and he became basically like a governor of the land. because he saw that this famine was going to happen they made sure that they stored grain away for the seven years when they would see a famine joseph's brothers were sent to joseph during the famine to ask him for grain now of course they didn't know that it was their brother but joseph knew who they were and He had one of their brothers taken into jail because he was calling them spies. And they were insisting that they weren't spies. And so he said for them to go and get his youngest brother, which was Benjamin, who was Joseph's brother by the same mother as well as same father. When they went back, their father, Jacob, was so terrified that he was going to lose his younger son that he refused to send him and it took some time before finally he trusted for them to go back and bring the younger brother and Joseph knew that when all of his brothers bowed before him that it was fulfilling the dream that he had originally when he saw his brothers bowing before him so this just is showing us that we need to not hold grievances and that God exalts the humble. And we often experience suffering before God gives us glory. But really, it's that we experience suffering before we learn to give all glory to God. And in joining with God, we are exalted. And then we go over to Matthew in the New Testament where Jesus is telling them that the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seeds in his field. But then at night when the worker was asleep, the enemy came and planted weeds amongst the wheat and slipped away. Then when the crops began to grow, they produced grain and wheat. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, your fields are planted with good seeds but full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds? No, he replied. They will uproot the wheat if you do this. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds tie them in bushels and burn them, and put the wheat in the barn. This is another illustration of Jesus' use of the kingdom of heaven, it being like a mustard seed in a field. It's the smallest of seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into the trees, and the birds come and make their nests in its branches. 
what Jesus is talking about is that we're not going to be able to fully eradicate the ego or the evil. We're not going to be able to keep our like consciousness pure enough to only grow good seed. But it's important for us to understand which voice that we're going to feed. At the end of the day, what is, is taking root and gaining more momentum in our life is our connection with God and our ability to surrender the ego all for God's glory and understanding that suffering is merely perception. To understand that Joseph was in jail for two years and he could have been disgruntled about that. He also could have been disgruntled about the fact that his brothers sold him. He could have been disgruntled about a lot of things. But if he would have been feeding those grievances instead of his walk and his connection with God, then he wouldn't have had the space or the connection or the ability to hear when God was sharing with him the meanings of those dreams. And so if he would have been feeding that voice of the ego to allow for himself to stay in that suffering, because it is in our circumstances or our experiences that causes our suffering. It's our resistance to our experiences and the emotions that causes our suffering. If he would have been just focused on those grievances, then he never would have gotten out of them. But when we can focus at the light at the end of the tunnel, if we can keep our eyes on God to not sin, to not miss the mark, that allows for us to be humbly exalted in his name. And this brings me to A Course in Miracles. I am determined to see. And if we remember that true sight is to see the light behind all things. And so in our walk, in our focus on God, allowing for us to have clear sight. And so grievances come up when it, harms have been done to us. It's important for us to, to acknowledge what that's bringing up for us and to do our work to heal it, to understand that it does us no good to feel hurt by this world and hold ourselves in the captivity of that hurt. Everything that comes up for us is like waves of an ocean. It is important for us to let it wash over us, to keep what resonates and surrender the rest as that wave goes back out. And Jesus says, approach this day with awareness of who is boss. As you make plans for your day, remember that is I who orchestrated the events of your life. On days when things go smoothly, according to your plan, you may be unaware of my sovereign presence. On days when your plans are thwarted, be on the outlook for me. I may be doing something important in your life, something quite different from what you expected. It's essential that such times to stay in communication with me, accepting my way as better than yours. 
don't try to figure out what's happening. Simply trust in me and thank me in advance for the good that will come out of it all. I know the plans I have for you and they are good. And so it is. This is Kendra. And you can find me at KendraDivinePurposeMentor.com. Have a great day.